Welcome to the Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brannan, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. Ross Brannan is a financial advisor who knows it's not just about your teeth. He helps dental practice owners protect and maximize today's cash flow to plan for tomorrow's cash needs. Find him at rossbrannan.com. On the show, he brings together experts to help dental professionals looking to make smart money decisions to grow their income, turn their retirement goals into reality, and improve their lives. And now, here's your host, Ross Brannan. Welcome to the show. Today, we have Rocky Lalvani. Rocky, who is the Profit Answer Man, he is a Chief Profitability Advisor. He helps small business owners maximize their business profit so they have time and freedom to do what they love. He's also the host of the Profit Answer Man and Richer Soul podcast. Rocky, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Ross. Excited to be with you today. So a lot of people are business owners, and a lot of people like the idea of business ownership. However, if people knew how hard running a business was, how stressful running a business was, they would never do it unless they made more money doing it than they would as a salaried employee. Would you agree? I don't like your assumptions. Why is business hard? And why aren't you making more money? Well, that's why we're here with you today, Rocky. <laughs> Business has a little more challenges than a salaried position, but the reason you own a business is so you can make more money. It is. That's one of the reasons. And that's a, that's a key reason, but it's one of the reasons. So I want you to tell me, why are people not making as much money as they should in their business? So I think the number one reason is they don't know their financials. They have no idea what is actually going on in their business. So we talk about, you said owning a business, but the question is, do they actually own a business or do they own a job? That's a great point. Right? Those are two different things. And then the second question is, are you maximizing your time and your efforts to bring you the return of profit? See, too often business owners are told, we got to spend money to make money. That's a lie, all right? Or they think they have to grind it out or work hard to make money. That's not necessarily true either. It, it all depends how you create your business. What I have found is most people don't do the math. When you sit down and on the back of a napkin, we're not talking calculus, okay? We're talking, you, you don't even have to be smarter than a fifth grader math. Does it all pencil out? The other part of this is ego, right? Especially in certain professions, right? Oh, I need I need a certain kind of office or I need a certain this or a certain that. The question is, do your clients, do your patients even care or are you spending money to boost your ego? And that happens that happens everywhere from the medical profession to the plumber who needs a $100,000 pickup truck to fix your plumbing. So this is not just certain industries. This is across the board human nature. All right. So someone hears this and they're like, you know, I really don't know how to read a financial statement. I didn't learn that in school and I'm not an accountant and I don't want to go learn to be an accountant. How do I learn how to read a financial statement? Well, first of all, you made another assumption 
Accountants don't know how to read financial statements. I'm aware. Okay. Most of them know how to prepare financial statements and they'll tell you what they said. But really what a business owner has to do is take the rear view mirror, which is what the financial statement is and say, what do I need to do next to have a growing and more profitable business? What do I have to take from this information and improve? Now, a big part of what, what we start with is profit first. And the whole key of profit first is to make this easy for business owners. Because a lot of them don't want to look at financial statements. They don't want to be accountants. They don't want to deal with this. So first off, we have the wrong equation. Your accountant tells you sales minus expenses equals profit. Where is profit in that equation? Last. Last. It's a leftover. It's an afterthought. We'll tell you this at tax time or sometime 30, 60, 90 days from now when it's irrelevant. Well, what if we did sales minus profit equals expenses? And now we take our profit first. You have heard you're supposed to pay yourself first, right? Doesn't matter whether you're in business or an employee, pay yourself first and then control your expenses. But in business, that's a taboo word. What do you mean I have to control my expenses? Don't I have to spend money to make money? No, you don't. Or I, I want to spend money to save 37 cents because it's a deduction, even though I don't need it. Well, that happens a lot, especially, yeah, around this time, tax of, year. time, this time of year. That is the most horrific thing. By the way, if you feel like that, I'll tell you what. You go ahead and pay me, and not only will I give you a deduction, I'll buy you dinner and a nice glass of wine, too. So you get a, an extra bonus on top of that, and you'll get a very nice tax deduction. You want to burn money? I'm happy to burn it for you. There you go. <laughs> I don't mind doing that. But yeah, you have to appropriately invest money in your business. Now, investing money in your business means that you're going to get a return. How much of a return are you going to get for that investment? How are you measuring it? And is it really coming true? Too often, we don't set targets. We don't see how we're doing. So imagine this, right? We're in football season. You go to a football game. I don't care who, kids, NFL. And you look down at the football field and there's no lines. You look up for the scoreboard and there's no scoreboard. You look for the game clock and there's no game clock and there's no referees to make sure everything's going well. What kind of game do you think that's going to be? And who do you think is going to watch it? It's going to be an absolute cluster and uh, no <laughs> one's going to watch it. Right. So let me ask you a question. How is your business any different than that game? Do you know what quarter you're in? Do you know what your goal was for that quarter? Who's keeping you in line to say, are we doing what we're supposed to be doing? Do you have a scoreboard? What does your scoreboard say? Does it say you're winning or losing? How do you know? If you can't answer those questions about your business, then, well, you're playing football like that game. And that's a shame. Yeah, and I, I think this might be a little bit too critical. I just think people are too lazy to put the effort forth. because, And the ones who aren't make a lot of money. I don't think it's laziness. I think there's a couple of things. So there's a whole bunch of reasons behind this. One, some people are told math is hard. That's not true. You just had bad math teachers. Um, some people 
think money is taboo or have never had money conversations. So if you didn't talk to your parents about money and your school didn't teach you about money and dental school didn't teach you about money, and yet you're supposed to run a business and make money, how the hell are you supposed to do that when no one's had the conversation? And if you think that there's some emotions around money and how you view money, all of that plays into it. That's why people who win the lottery are broke in three years. That's why people who get an inheritance are broke in three years, because they've got a whole lot of emotional things around money. And then on top of that, they aren't looking and, and they don't have reports that meet their needs. And what you said earlier, they didn't go into dentistry school or wherever they went to be accountants and they don't want to be. So there's an aversion. Let's face it. If there's something you don't want to do, are you going to do it? Probably not. It's going to be the last thing on your list to do, constantly pushed off and never done. Well, if you're running a business, the object is to make a profit and make money. Somebody needs to sit in that financial seat. And if nobody's sitting in it, we got a problem. It's like playing football without a quarterback. What are you doing? <laughs> right? Who's on the sidelines, you know, throwing in the plays? It's no different. So what's the first step if someone's like, hey, that's me. I'm guilty as charged. How do they get how do they start walking down the road? of becoming a better business owner and learning the numbers of their business? So I think what you've got to do, th there's a whole bunch of ways to do this. The first question you have to ask yourself is what is my time and energy worth? So do you want to do this yourself? Go read the Profit First book. Get five other business books. The, there, I think there's even a Profit First for dentists, right? It'll speak your language. Go read some books and start getting a basic understanding. Or get a better CPA who can help you with this or hire somebody like me. That's fine. Like there are the question you have to ask yourself is, is this where I want to put my time and effort or do I want someone to do this for me and explain it to me? And, and that's really a question you have. I mean, I don't usually pull my own teeth just because that's me. But, you know, you decide what you want to do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what's the biggest, let's, let's drill down into a detail. What's the biggest single mistake you see people make? And then what's the biggest thing, the one thing that someone could get the most growth out of on this issue? So I think the biggest thing they do is they overspend. I mean, let's face it. We live in a consumer society. And one of the biggest ahas I had, because I assume business owners understood the business of business. And what I found is, oh, wait, they went into business to do what they loved. And being a business owner wasn't on that list technically, right? It was being whatever it is that they do. So I think first and foremost, you've got to at least understand your numbers. But more importantly, and we've gone back and forth on this since, since the moment we said hello today, Everyone wants to grind it out, right? Everyone's all looking at top line numbers. Ooh, I have a seven-figure business. Ooh, ooh, I'm so important. I don't care what your top line is, and I don't want you to grind it out, okay? I want you to figure out how can you do the least amount of work and make the most amount of money and keep it. 
So I don't care what the top line is. I care what goes home to your pocket at the end of the day that you can go enjoy with your family. And how do you do that appropriately? And there's a million things we can do from how we promote ourselves, how we price ourselves, what services we offer, how lean we run our offices, how quickly we collect to, um, you know, all the way down the line from there and, and looking at each of those areas and optimizing them. So ultimately, we've just got to be willing to do something different than what we've been doing before and be intentional about it. And a lot of us overcomplicate things, and it's really not that overcomplicated if we just take baby steps. Most of what this is is pretty simple. Doing simple is hard for a lot of people. Everyone's always looking for this big, fancy solution because they can't believe that just doing some basic, simple things will actually provide them success. And uh, like, let's face it, if you want to lose weight, what do you do? Diet and exercise. It's so simple. <laughs> Everyone struggles with it. And, and it's the same thing in business. Just get a basic understanding of your financials. Here's the thing. Your CPA works for you. Your bookkeeper works for you. Are they providing you information in a way that's easy for you to understand? Are they providing it in a timely way that you want it? Are they speaking your language? Are they helping you to run your business better? Because if they're not, that's your fault. You did not demand what you needed. And and that's what you've got to do is, is hold your, your people around you accountable to that. So when someone hires you, what does that look like? What do you do for them? So we start in a very, very different place. The first time I meet with a business owner that comes on board, we spend two hours getting to know the business owner. Who are they as a person? What are their goals? What do they want? Where are they going? What's the vision for their business? We don't even talk about the financials. We talk about their spirituality. We talk about their relationships. We talk about their money scripts. I want to know how they got to where they are because their behaviors and actions got them here. And if we don't change those, nothing else matters. And so that is the beginning of where we start. Then we set goals and we create custom dashboards and scoreboards. So we sit down and we say, here's what you've done in the past. Here's what we want to do in the future. And then what are the small steps we can take every month to go from where you were to where you want to be and get you less and less doing the parts of the business you love and making more money while working less? A lot of people are going to struggle with the making more money while working less. It's going to, it's going to require them to think differently and change the way they think. It is. And it's countercultural. Right. Because everyone like everyone who comes into a business. Right. Oh, you got to spend money to make money. That's what they're being told. But that's not necessarily true. There are a wide, wide variety of ways to do things differently. But if you don't spend the time to think about it and to put some brain power behind it, then that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. So 
when they work with you, I mean, how long do they work with you for? Is it a month? Is it a year? Is it 10 years? What, what is it? What are some big companies that you know? Home Depot is a big company. Okay. When Home Depot CFO walks out the door, do they go, oh, we didn't need that position? No, they absolutely need a CFO. <laughs> right? So here's the bottom line. People work with me until they either want to do it themselves they don't want to work with me and they want to put somebody in the seat or they bring somebody in house to do it themselves and they put somebody on their team. So what's happening is they don't have a CFO mm -hmm. or a CFA true chief profitability advisor. And they didn't know they needed one. When they engage you and work with you, they realize, Oh crap, we really needed this. They may keep you on the whole time, just kind of a, a, in some way, shape or form, or they may decide to do it themselves, or they may hire someone in-house, have you train them, and then they take over. Any of those work. And the reality is the vast majority of people don't have somebody doing what you do. They don't realize they need somebody doing what you do. But when you come in, what are the results that they'll see within six months? So... You know, at the end of the day, our our results are for you to have a, a growing and more profitable business. If if your goal is to grow, some people don't want to grow. They're happy with their, their top line revenue. They don't want to work harder, but they want to take more money home. And that's what we help them do. We look at everything throughout the operation and say, where is our money leaking in our business? Where can we make more by working less? And then we start to make those changes. And we also prepare for tax time. So we will also look at their taxes. We will do appropriate tax planning. So for me, like appropriate tax planning is maybe paying your kids. You get a tax deduction and you keep the money, right? Maybe it's using something like the Augusta rule where you can rent your home out to your business for certain appropriate reasons and you get paid and you don't pay taxes on it. Maybe it's overfunding a retirement plan and doing something like that. But in all those situations, you're keeping the money, right? Maybe it's looking at how you split income with your spouse and the, the way you do different things there. There's a variety of different things that you can do. And they're all unique to each person. But you got to sit down, first of all, and say, what are my goals? Too often people are using tactics that don't match their goals or their wants and desires. And I think they get excited because they hear something, especially on the tax side. Like people waste so much money on tax savings, it's beyond my comprehension. And and it, it I, I don't get it. It just blows well, my mind. I mean, to spend a dollar to save 37 cents, doesn't make sense. No. Like buy a piece of equipment. If you don't need it, don't buy it. Um, mm. And the other thing is, you know, to invest in something because you save money. But if it's a bad investment, uh, saving 37 cents, but losing 63 or, or losing 100 doesn't make sense. Um, More often than not, I can't tell you how many times I'm seeing them lose 100. I'm sure. Or, I mean, I, I, I've seen it myself. But also, if you need equipment, depending on how you're set up, maybe you become a leasing company. 
and you lease yourself the equipment. Maybe you buy the building you're in and you pay yourself rent because those are ways with depreciation and tax games that you can make more money and keep it versus wasting it. And, And again, all of these are, they're ideas, but you have to sit down and say, is this the right idea for me and what I want from this practice? Here's a question for you. I find, in my opinion, people either keep not enough cash on hand or too much cash on hand. What is your perspective on that? So, yes, people do both. I don't know. So let me say this. I don't know that there's ever such a thing as too much cash. Right. If you look at Warren Buffett. He's got the most cash he's ever had. I think he's up to close to two hundred billion at the moment. That's correct. Okay. Someone argue it's because he can't find any good investments. He and- can't, and he'll wait because he has patience. Because he's not going to blow his money. That's why he has so much. Correct. Because he doesn't waste it. And that's what I think most people do. They waste it. They chase after excitement. Warren doesn't get excited. Warren looks at the numbers and goes, does this make sense? Does this not make sense? And when things are on sale, Warren goes shopping. And I think business owners should do the same. Here's the thing that's changed, though, that I don't think a lot of business owners realize. This is the concept of treasury management. And and today, a lot of small business owners can do this. I know my bank will do it for me. If you've got 100 grand, sitting cash in your business, or that's just your operating float, all of a sudden you can get 5% interest on that today. But if you haven't had a conversation with your bank, you know, that's $5,000 you're missing. And that's per hundred. I've got clients who've got a million dollars in operational float. They're picking up an extra 50 grand a year doing nothing. Exactly. And there's no reason you can't do that. So if you've got cash, Nothing wrong with that. Let's at least put it to do a little bit of work. And every that 5%, zero risk, money available now. So it's not like you even have to give up anything for this. No, you're right. And that's just like a bank's not going to do that for you for free. Or they're not going to do that for you without you actually saying, hey, I want this. Most will not. And you might have to switch banks. You might have to have a conversation with the right person. So here's the other thing that most people do. If you own a business, if you don't have a banker on speed dial and you don't have a friend who's a banker, you're you're losing out because they can kind of tell you what's going on. And maybe there's a bank in your community that a bunch of, of other medical people use They know what's going on in the industry. They can share ideas, bring you opportunities, tell you what's going on. Same thing. If you're not sitting down with your CPA and your attorney and making sure that everyone and your financial advisor, if they're not all on the same page, then each one of them is rowing your ship the wrong direction. And that is one of the biggest things I've seen. You get on the phone with the tax guy. He's telling one story that doesn't match with the story that the financial planner's doing, the legal guy's going, oh, you just screwed everything up because nobody's having that roundtable discussion with all your experts sitting together 
looking at the situation from each of their viewpoints and saying, is this what's best for you? It's a really good point. It's a really good point. So Rocky, as we wind down here, how do people get in touch with you? How do they learn more about you? To talk about talk about that. What is what is what does working with you look like? Can I ask him to do a favor first? Absolutely. If you get value from Ross in this show, did you hit the like button? Did you say thank you? Did you share it with another dental professional? Say you got to listen to this. And then this way, the two of you can start talking business and seeing how things are going. Show a little love here. That's how the world goes round. After you do that, you want to come find me. My podcast is Profit Answer Man. I just tell everyone, go listen. See if what I say makes sense for you, if it resonates. If it doesn't, no worries. If it does, take some tips, go home, make another million bucks. His website is ProfitComesFirst.com. That's ProfitComesFirst.com. And I will be so bold as to say that eight or nine out of 10 listeners should probably talk to you. And it doesn't mean they're idiots. It just means they likely don't have someone with your expertise on. And you wouldn't be in business if you weren't creating substantially more value than your cost. Yeah, well, we even say that on our website. Like, if if we realize we're not providing value, we'll, we'll tell you to fire us. Because it doesn't make sense for you to pay somebody who's not bringing you value. Well, because it doesn't work because you're you're doing the exact opposite of what you're talking about. And and obviously it's probably not going to work for everyone, but you understand that. And so you're going to do that. We do. And we'll tell you up front. We'll, we'll tell you what we think we can or can't do. Look, there's some people who have conversations with me and I give them a double thumbs up. They're doing a good job. They're running their business well. I'm like, you know what? You're doing fine. You just needed me to tell you that. Have a wonderful day. That's great. Not, not everyone would do that. Some people would try and engage. They should get them to sign a contract or something. I, I don't need money. So I already have enough. I already built my wealth. I already know what I've done. I do this because it's fun for me. That's great. We actually talk about that, I think, on the website. It's like, we take your your financials and we stop them from feeling like a root canal. and We make them feel like eating ice cream. There you go. <laughs> Well, Rocky, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate your, time, appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brandon. This has been another episode of Financial Flossing with Ross Brandon, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. For more on Ross Brandon, visit rossbrannon.com. Ross Brandon is a registered representative of Coastal Equities, Inc., and investment advisory representative of Coastal Investment Advisors, Inc. Investment advisory services are offered through Coastal Investment Advisors, Inc., and securities are offered through Coastal Equities, Inc. Member FINRA, SIPC, 1201 North Orange Street, Suite 729, Wilmington, Delaware, 19801. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.